Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتاب الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وقال سبحانه في مكان ثاني شهر رمضان الذي انزل فيه القران هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصم ومن كان مريضا او على سفر فعده من ايام اخرى يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر وليتكم العده gave us another opportunity to witness the month of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the blessing of this month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our previous sins as the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam reminds us of, that whosoever fasts in the month of Ramadan with iman and ahtasab, that the one with the iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hope to get the ajr from Allah azza wa jal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all the previous sins. Now here, the ayat that I just recited, these are the ayat that we hear all the time in the beginning of the month of Ramadan, or during the month of Ramadan, or at the end of the month of Ramadan. And we are almost at the end of the month of Ramadan in this, uh, in this year. Today is the last Friday of this month of Ramadan. It's one of the blessed days that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for us. And every year, we hear about, at the end of the month of Ramadan, that what happens to us after Ramadan is over. And I will just touch a little bit about the subject. I don't want to go and just repeat the very same things over and over, like why the masjid becomes empty, or why the people go back down. Yes, I'm not going to repeat all those things, but I'd like to go into a little bit of uh, detail of the subject of how we look at our deen itself. The ayat that I recited here, Allah Azza wa Jal says, O you who believe, Ya O you who believe, we have prescribed fasting for you. Like, like, like it was prescribed for the people before you. So you gain the taqwa, perhaps you gain the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about the, the month of Ramadan as well. Shahul Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Quran. We have revealed this book, Al-Quran in this month, which is the guidance for the mankind, which has a clear guidance and the distinguisher between the haqq and the batil. And whosoever finds this month, fast in this month. Now, about, besides many other blessings in the month of Ramadan that we are aware of, there's one hadith that really struck me, especially this, this year, even though we heard this hadith many, many times. But I'd like to share this hadith because it does have a relationship with the Ramadan as well, besides other things. And this hadith of Rasulullah is an interesting hadith. Because in this hadith we find Rasulullah was climbing the member. And first he said, Ameen. Then he said, second time, Ameen. And he said, third time, Ameen. And Sahaba asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you said Ameen, but we did not hear any dua. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's response was, Atani Jibreel faqala ya Muhammad, raqima anfu rajulin dukarta indahu falam yusalli alayk. Then Rasulullah sallam said, Jibreel came to me, and he, he said, that the person is doomed in front of whom you were mentioned. And you did not send the prayers on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As we say all the time, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whenever we hear Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa name. So Jibreel said, قُلْ أَمِينَ فَقُلْتُ أَمِينَ Rasulullah said, I said, Amin. They said, ثُمَّ قَالَ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ رَجُلٍ دَخَلَ عَلَيْهِ شَهْرُ رَمَدَانَ ثُمَّ خَرَجَ فَلَمْ يُغْفِرْ he said, the Jibreel said, the person is doomed, he's destroyed, who entered into the month of Ramadan. And he, got, he was not forgiven. And he got out of the month without being forgiven. Jibreel again said, Qul Ameen. Faqultu Ameen. Jibreel said, Ameen. Rasulullah said, Ameen. Thumma qala raghima anfu rajulin adraka walidayhi. أو أحدهما فلم يدخله الجنة قل آمين فقلت آمين The hadith says and then a person, a man he is doomed he found his parents one or both of them another hadith talks about getting older and he did not enter into Jannah because of them by taking care of them قُلْ أَمِينَ فَقُلْتُ أَمِينَ Jibreel says, say Ameen, I said Ameen. Now here, interesting part is, it is Jibreel, the best of the malaika, is making the dua. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one who is saying Ameen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking this dua to be accepted. So we know this dua will be accepted. Now, the question comes in is, are we the one who are the one who will get benefit out of the month of Ramadan? Or get the benefit out of the month of Ramadan? Or are we the one who got doomed? And it's not that Allah Azza wa Jal is oppressor or valim on us. He has given the choice to us. It's up to us. What we want to do out of the, the, our, our daily lives. And then in the month of Ramadan, another thing that happens, 
is Alhamdulillah, we all gather. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. And it's not like individual duas only. We gather in masses. Alhamdulillah, whether it's Salat al-Jum'ah or Salat al-Tarawih, or because of pandemic, we are not seeing the Kaaba, Masjid al-Haram is getting filled, but it's been going on for years. Still, people get together and we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The question comes in is, are our du'as being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not? And if not, what is it that we are doing that our du'as are not getting accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We know the du'a of the fasting person is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know the du'a of the person who is mazloom, who is oppressed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts his du'a. There is no hijab between them. We know the du'a of the father is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his children. But the question comes in is, we really have to question ourselves, are our du'as being accepted? Or are we fulfilling the prerequisites of the du'as? Whether on the individual level, whether on a societal level, or as an ummah, are we fulfilling the conditions of the du'a? And we probably... We probably are not. And this is why we have to really go back and re-evaluate ourselves on individual level and as an ummah level. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Inna Allahu tayyab. Inna Allahu tayyab. La yakbalu illa tayyaba wa inna Allaha amra al-mu'minina bima amra bihi al-mursaleen. Wa qala ta'ala, Ya ayyuhu al-rusulu, kulu min tayyibadu wa amalu saliha. Wa qala ta'ala, Ya ayyuhu al-ladhina amanu, كُلُوا مِنْ طَيِّبَاتِ مَا رَزَخْنَاكُمْ So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned here that Allah, the Almighty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tayyab. He is good. He only accepts good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the believers, the mu'mineen to do which he has commanded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O Messenger, eat the tayyabat. And perform the righteous deeds. Then the hadith goes on. ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ الرَّجُلُ يُطِيلُ صَفَرَ أَشْعَثَ أَغْبَرَ يَمُدُّ يَدَيْهِ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ A man who traveled a long distance. His hair was filled with dust. With the ghubar. And he raised his hand. يَا رَبِّي يَا رَبِّي Oh my Rabb. Oh my Rabb. وَمَدْعَمَهُ حَرَامُ What he eats is haram. وَمَشْرَبَهُ حَرَامُ What he drinks is haram. وَمَلْبَثُ حَرَامُ What he clothes himself with is haram. وَغُضِيَ بِالْحَرَامُ Whatever he nourishes himself is haram. فَأَنِّي يُسْرِجَابُ لَهُ How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to respond to this call? If we are doing all the haram, we are not fulfilling the conditions. Look, yes, we all make mistakes and we go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. But that Forgiveness that we're asking for, it has to come with the right intention by leaving all the haram. We cannot continue to be staying in the haram. We, we intend to make the haram. We continue to make the haram and then ask Allah for forgiveness. There has to be something there that with a clear intention that we want to leave all the haram. And not only sometimes we think of haram is only eating, drinking, or only not dealing with the riba. Haram is more than that. Haram means when we are not fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or we are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and, and there are cases where we, not, we ourselves may not be the ones committing the haram directly, but we are obliged to stop the haram also. It's not that we just, we are not doing the haram, I am good, I pray, I do all my good things, I, I seclude myself, stay away from the dunya, so I am good. No, this is not the definition of being good in Islam. Rasulullah hadith says, by, by, by your Lord, by, by the Rabb, my Rabb, who, in whose hand is my life, his soul is, that you either enjoin the good and forbid the evil, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yabath alaykum minhu, he will bring the punishment on you. And then you will raise and you ask, make the dua and your duas will not be accepted. See brothers, I keep going back to the issue of the dua here. Because sometimes we think of it, dua is of its own, in isolation. We just make dua. We're trying to be good and we're asking dua and asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while we are not doing what Allah wants from us. So enjoining the good, forbidding the evil, is another condition for the du'as to be accepted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh you who believe, why do you say what you don't do? In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is detestable. Allah hates it, so what you say what you don't do. So we cannot be the one who come into the category of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislike those actions that we are involved in. Then expect Allah to forgive us. We cannot be the one who wants the Muslim Ummah's situation to be get better. We want the issue of Syria to be resolved. We want the issue of Kashmir to be resolved. We want the issue of Yemen to be resolved. We want the Ummah to get back on her feet. And not only for the Muslims, for the whole mankind. No matter where we're talking about, we when we're talking about United States, Muslim or non-Muslim, the issue of racism is killing the, the nation. We as Muslims have the solution. What are we doing for that? We are accountable as an ummah. And we have to think about that. That why are du'as unaccepted? How can we expect Allah to help us to war against the tyrants while we are asking Allah to wage the war against us? Whether on the individual level or on the societal level or on the nation level. I'm referring to the issue of riba. The ones who are dealing with that. Allah has waged, Allah has messengers waged the war against them. How can we expect the help of Allah to come down on us when we look at our countries and they are the ones who are going and taking loans from IMF, taking loans from World Bank, and becoming slaves of those organizations who ask us to do everything but what Allah has commanded us to do. How can we expect our du'as to be accepted in this situation? How can we expect the malaika to descend and help us? Well, maybe they are descending to fight against us. This is something they have to think about. Yes, alhamdulillah, 
we are in the month of Ramadan. And we ask Allah to accept our du'as. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our fast. We ask Allah to accept our qiyam, our siyam, our zakah, our sadaqah, whatsoever good we are doing. But let's not limit brothers and sisters who will be listening. Let's not limit ourselves to a secularized way of thinking that our Islam is limited to just spirituality. And I, my Islam is limited to my masjid. Or my Islam is limited to my house. And when I get out of the house, I am back to in the same kufr system we're living in. And not only living in, promoting it also. How can we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That we want Islam to be implemented over us while we shut down the brothers to speak about Islam as a political way of life also. And at the same time, we ask Allah to make, make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We shut down the Muslim brothers to talk about Islam as a way of life. And then we bring the people who talk about implementing kufr over the people and ask our, not only that they come and talk, we ask our brothers and sisters to be engaged with them, to follow them. How can we expect our du'as to be accepted then? Less brothers and sisters, fulfill the conditions of the du'as to be accepted in this blessed month of Ramadan. And inshallah, we will be successful in this dunya and in akhirah. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal that forgive all our sins in this month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu Oh Allah subhanahu you are the afu. You forgive our sins and Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.